Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast where we play through the entire Hitchhiker Bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alexander Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. Wow, Alexander, huh? Alexander Honnett. Cool. Okay. Uh, the Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840-plus creators, and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, as well as the Community Bail Fund. Uh, we are recording this on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, uh, yeah. appropriately. This is episode 19, and we have played... 53 of the 1,365 games in the bundle. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, Eric. Hey, Alex. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, Alex. Did you have the day off today? I did have the day off today. And um, I so I started playing Apex Legends. And, oh, man. Um, I'm kind of hooked. I, kinda, I maybe sunk too many hours into that video game of the past three or four days I don't, you know camille hasn't seen me in a while i feel bad okay. for her that's like a grindy shooter right yeah it's a uh like a battle royale kind of game where oh you're looting goodness. and then looting and shooting you are so trendy right now that's like a that's like a hot game i think you know what the thing is is i think because we're playing through all of these like you know the indiest of the indies Oh, that's um, very true. Doesn't get more, much more indie than the games we're playing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just suddenly. I'm also very drawn right now to like the blockbusters or whatever the trendies. So I don't know. Little, I've never really played. Well, I've never really played uh, online first-person shooters just because I'm on Xbox, right? And yeah, it's you know more of a PC kind of a game. You just have a better advantage, but uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, like, I think on this episode, we talk about, like, bells and whistles and clicks and little serotonin bursts. And that game uh, has those bursts aplenty. Are you uh, are you actually, like, killing people when you play? You know, I've gotten I've gotten a couple I've gotten a couple kills. That's cool as hell. Yeah, I, yeah. I was really into play, when I was playing Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I played it on the PS4 for a long time, and then I just kind of got over it when we moved. I yeah. got overwatched it, but then I picked it back up on the Switch, and the Switch community is like that. No one playing Overwatch on the Switch is like going for the optimal experience to play Overwatch because it's objectively the worst way to play the game. Oh but it's yeah, still totally playable. So it's a much sweeter, low pressure version of the game than you get on PC or even like PS4 or Xbox. It's oh, it's cool. been really fun. I haven't played a, a lot recently, but when I was, it was really nice. I like that. That sounds nice. That's kind of like up your up your alley. Big time. Uh, well, the thing I like about it compared to so many other first-person shooters is I, I, I am not ever going to like just merc fools or anything like that. With uh, I'm not going to be the person who gets the most kills, but there are other uh, classes in that game that are supposed to do different things, and I can learn how to use a specific character's skill set uh, to, to do a certain thing, which I, I really like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh... That sort of stuff is super fun. I like collaborative gameplay like that. I like mm-hmm. collaborative gameplay that is also PvP, right? Like where you're playing against other groups of people. Uh, I think there's something super fun about that sort of style of play. And uh, speaking of playing against other people, uh, the biggest announcement for me, I touch on it briefly in this episode as sort of an aside, but basically 
the weekend after you know the the riot at the Capitol, the insurrection, mm-hmm. um, I allowed myself to reinstall Civilization Five. I did it at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Oh baby! Played until literally 5 a.m. the next day. <laughs> Got up. Our recording session was canceled that day, so I started. I had to do like a couple errands. When those were done, I started playing, and I wrapped up probably around like. 10 o'clock that night and the game I was playing uninstalled it, wiped my hands, but I disappeared into that game. Oh, (laughs) I'm sure. Once again, that's Um, like your, that's your sweet spot as far as like places to disappear to. It really is. Like I didn't realize that like I'd be okay with elements of the quarantine because it would mean that I could play civilization five guilt free for, you know, a month this past summer that felt really good to do. Um, and then the other game I've been playing a lot of, I, I just got this game on the switch. Um, I think it's other places too, but it's called grindstone. Uh-huh. It's a really fun little puzzle game. The conceit is you're playing as this warrior who is, uh, like basically attacking this mountain mm-hmm. and every level, there are these little creeps that you have to kill that are different colors and you chain hits to kill the creeps and and then you know when you like hit a number you get like a stone which lets you hit a different color of things so it's it's all about like chaining hits to do stuff and they introduce all kinds of other different characters and wrinkles in it cool um really 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 fun and well worth it it's, it was on sale when i bought it so if it's out there and like you love uh fun puzzle games the animation's kind of like rick and morty too so it's uh it's it's oh, fun yeah. yeah it's i'm really enjoying it that's not super cool I have uh, I my my zine. You can get my zine if you want to look at get my zine, Alex. Did you know that? I would love to get your zine. However, I messaged you on uh, Twitter, which you've been asking people to do for weeks and weeks, and I don't believe I ever heard back. So well, I'm actually not sure uh, if that's uh, something you can do out there. Well, Alex, if you're dying to read it right now, you can go to erictroth.work/zine. And you can read overwhelming tales of the bizarre and mundane. It's three of my short stories. You should check it out. Holy shit. I'm looking at it right now. It looks scary. It's very scary. It's not scary. It's literature, dude. Dedicated to Harry Dean Stanton. What's that about? I don't know. Harry Dean Stanton's just cool, dude. And he died. Who's, who's Harry Dean Stanton? A character actor. He's in uh, uh-huh. Alien. Repo oh, Man. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> um, I, I was watching... Another thing I did uh, recently, I got the, I wanted to watch the, <laughs> one of the Property Brothers made a documentary all about solar power. Um, okay. And he's kind of like an obnoxious uh, right wing uh, Republican kind of guy, oh, but okay. he built, he he like looked at, did the math, and in Nevada they were doing um, reimbursements for energy that you generated from your solar panel, panels that you pushed back into the grid, which made uh, the solar installation like completely viable there, and then. There's been all of this like fuckery done by the utility companies to try to eliminate those subsidies. So he like is a rich person in the media and like made a documentary about how fucked up it all is. Um, it's actually a very good, very wonky, interesting documentary that sort of shows the way these like massive corporations are just like fucking over, uh, you know, clean energy. Um, so I strongly recommend that. But you can get it by subscribing to the PBS Passport, which is a five dollar a month donation. Um, and I, I also watched something about the original rainbow coalition in Chicago, which I didn't know anything about and was completely fascinating. So again, on Martin Luther King jr. Day, uh, I think that's a good plug is this, uh, 
the original Rainbow Coalition on um, uh, PBS, a very, very good documentary that uh, showed a side of Chicago that I didn't know existed, really, the alliance between the Puerto Rican gangs and the Black Panthers. And then in Uptown, when it was a southern neighborhood that was well below the poverty line, all of these uh, weird Confederate uh, gangs were up there, too. It was, it, And they all worked together to sort of get what they needed from the city. Um, and then cool. COINTELPRO fucked it all up. So check yeah. it all out. Uh, that sounds wild and rad. I need to check that out. It's uh, where you grew up. I love Chicago. I'll talk about Chicago all the time. But there's something That's... that we got to do first. And it's this episode. <laughs> there's something... Yeah, there's something else we got to talk about, which is the episode. <laughs> the reason we're talking so much up top, comparatively, is that we breezed through this one. Kate was such a great guest, and we were having so much fun. We just like moved at a brisk clip, so we got some space right now to chat a little bit, and we just did. Um, <laughs> our guest this week is Kate O'Connor. She's a Twitch streamer and person who gets excited and interested in things. I, yeah. I don't know if I would classify her as a comedian or if she would herself. Uh, Kate, if you are a comedian, I'm so sorry. Uh, She's and, uh, we'll funny. make sure to plug you that. She's Kate very was, funny, yeah. If uh, um, you know, think about it. If you if you're not a comedian, think about it. The cause this week is a Trans Lifeline, a trans-led organization that connects trans people to the community, uh, support and resources they need to survive and thrive. Thrive. They offer direct emotional and financial support to trans people in crisis for the trans community by the trans community. Uh, the Lifeline phone number is eight seven seven five six five eight eight six zero. That's eight seven seven five six five eight eight six zero. Uh, the website is translifeline.org. Uh, check them out on Twitter as well. Uh, they're a wonderful organization. We've donated to them. And if you donate and send proof to Bundle Buddies Podcast at gmail.com, we'll shout you out on the show. Very rad. Super cool. Super cool. Super cool. Should we do the show now? Super cool. Let's do the show. Okay. Oh, I got in the mail yesterday off of like a, a people are selling vintage t-shirts on Instagram right now. Lots of people. Wait, oh, yeah. But you know that the Joker and Harley Quinn are bad guys, right? Yeah, they're bad guys. And they are also mean to each other. So, but it's cool. But, 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 you know, when things are good, things are good. I think, I think that like the fucked up thing to me is that actually sometimes I relate more to them than to the good guys, which is just... To, to me, that's insane. Mm-mm. Isn't that interesting? I wonder. Mm, that speaks to maybe the human experience. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. I am Batman. Me personally, I'm Batman. I'm a. Oh. I'm a billionaire. I go out fighting crime every night. I leave my house to just beat people up. It's, you have PTSD. I have PTSD. Yeah, Batman yeah. has PTSD from the trauma of watching his parents be murdered. Hmm. Which to me excuses all of his actions. Oh. But yeah. also, I, I I love billionaires, which is why I like. Them. <laughs> I love billionaires too, and I feel bad for billionaires because they work really hard and no one appreciates it. It's true. No. It's true. You know what? We should we should raise the maximum wage. Mm-hmm. A billion dollars an hour. Yeah, that's how much you can earn. Mm-hmm. In my for, to me, anyways. If I was president, I would make the minimum wage a billion million. I would make money. Does not make sense, and I would say money is a billion. You get a billion million miles 
or miles. A billion million miles per hour is I'm how much you get paid. Flyer miles instead of money. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic handout to the airline industries. Oh, nice. In the in the green bottle, no less. Mm-hmm. This is twist of lime, yeah. Ah, I've never had that one. It's good. I've been making my own spa water with cucumbers and lemons and a big old jar. When I think of spa water, I I don't think of water you want to drink. I think of there's a lot of a lot of different waters in spas. Mm-hmm. Dipping that spa not. water. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, so there's good. Like collagen in the cucumber or something. It's like supposed to be good for your skin. I um I'm already beautiful, but I'm making myself even more beautiful. Oh. Crazy. That's a crazy, awesome goal, Alex. Yeah, that's my 2021 goal. I'm already pretty. Let's get prettier. Yeah, let's, let's kick it up a notch. Um, Kate, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're already rolling, and this oh, stuff great. is also good. We're going to keep it in. Okay. Uh, and- thank you for inviting me. I love video games, and I love talking about them, and I really love playing them. <laughs> um, do you have any questions before we get going about the uh, little agenda we sent over or what we're going to talk about or anything like that? No, it's pretty easy to understand. I am sad we didn't get to play the fishing game. Yeah, I know. I'm really bummed I couldn't get it to Oh, work. I was able to figure that one out, but we, we don't have to talk about it. Uh, but it was um, fun. It was actually good. It was a, it was, did you... I'd love to hear you talk about it if you want to talk about it. Okay, I'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, Kate says uh, I can talk about it, Alex, so <laughs> I'm going to talk about it, dude. Well, she's uh, she's wearing the Joker shirt. She makes the rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, our guest this week is Kate O'Connor. Uh, Kate, you're a self-described video game fanatic. Yes. Uh, yeah. why don't, uh, we love to start with our guests, sort of their earliest video game memories and some of the games that they, they got into with. Uh, you know, w- what was that like for you? When did you first encounter the medium? And what were some of the things you loved to play early on? Well, I ha- I grew up with an older brother, and my brother was six years older than me, so he was kind of a hero figure to me, and he loved Nintendo. My first memory of playing video games, we got a Tom Sawyer game for our NES, and we played a Tom Sawyer game, and I remember being like captivated by that. I couldn't believe that there was a video game of a, of a book. I don't even know if I knew it was a book. I don't know what I thought about Tom Sawyer. I had to be under the age of eight. <laughs> but I just loved it. And then we also had Punch-Out, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Remember that? Yeah. 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 And of course, classic Mario. And then I grew up in a big Irish family, and I grew up with a lot of female Irish cousins. <laughs> and groups of little girls are pretty brutal with each other. We, like, pull each other's hair and scream and, like, call each other bitch and stuff. Little girls are kind of scary. <laughs> We used to play NHL, N- NES, NHL with each other, which is like, I got really into this little 8-bit hockey game. Yeah, I had one that's for that game is fun as hell. Sega. I had the like the 32-bit whatever that like first Sega hockey game was, and man, that was so much fun. And what was so much fun about that was I knew no rules about hockey beforehand, like all sports rules yeah. I learned about. So I kept getting in trouble for like icing and like shit like that and i was like what the fuck is icing like what like what am i not allowed to do in this video game what am i doing that's wrong i don't get it 
I, I think I think that hockey games more than any other games are the easiest to just pick up and play because there's something just you know intuitive about it. There's X number of people you're just trying to score on the goal on the ice. You pass around, do all this stuff. Uh, compared to like every other game, football the plays are completely inscrutable. Basketball there is something about like shooting at the hoop that like feels weird. Uh, soccer, I, you know, who, who knows what's going on in that one? But the NHL it's literally is literally like, the same as hockey. <laughs> no, it's, you're not on ice. It's so big. The thing is so big. It takes forever. You have to pass so much long. It's bad. Um, I remember in NES NHL, you had three choices of your hockey player. You could have like skinny, medium, and fat. <laughs> I don't know if you guys played that game, so you would like have a skinny, medium, and fat, and then they would go like faster or slower depending on their uh-huh. shape. <laughs> was there any like? Were you ever like, this is the one, this is mine? Did you like? Were you like, I'm all fat, like hundred percent? I got. I liked having a team. Well, we would like we would play it for hours and hours. This is back before you know internet, so it's like you could really play games. There was nothing else to do besides movies. Yeah, just movies and games. That's it. <laughs> Oh man! Play and we would like make teams of like all fat guys versus all skinny, and just you know play with our play with our limited choices. You know, the fewer choices that you're given, the happier you are because you're not. You know, have you ever heard that story of like if you are selling jam at a supermarket? This is a really common story. And you offer three jams, your customers often walk away happy. But if you offer nine jams. People walk away confused, sad, afraid they made the wrong choice. I I haven't heard that particular story, but I've definitely heard the sentiment before. Yeah. <laughs> the jam story, I, it's not quite as – as con- I didn't grow up in a big Irish family, so maybe we had different stories. Jam I think story. <laughs> what's so funny for me is that I've heard the jam story, but I have not heard that sentiment before, and I am thinking a lot. <laughs> about like what this stuff means right now you're really blowing my mind it's crazy because i offer hanit tons of options all the time and i'm always wondering why he's so upset miserable yeah confused paralyzed by choice i'm trying to yeah um so you're in basements with your irish cousins playing nhl having a freaking blast are you do, do you guys own a console yourself are you playing at home too yeah me and my brother were like we would campaign at christmases you know, for the newest console, the two of us, we want the N64. Like, that's what we want. Well, it's, there's a present for both of us, you know, and like my parents were like, oh, okay, sure. (laughs) We were a Nintendo family. And then when PlayStation came out, PlayStation had the really cool, gory Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. My brother was like, I got a PlayStation. I got the new Mortal Kombat. And that game like disturbed the hell out of me. I was like, whoa, this is really intense violence. But I still played it and loved it. Oh man, I remember Mortal Kombat was one of those like that original Mortal Kombat before the PlayStation one was like the parents freaked out about that one because it was so they did the like photo realism sort of thing and the yeah. I mean like if you what's funny is like if you look back it's like it's so goofy looking right but and like the blood is just like it almost looks like chunks of red like it's just so like not that worrisome in a lot of ways the uh, the sega version the sega version had blood the nintendo super nintendo one did not oh you had to put on the blood sheet right maybe i i didn't even know that in the super nintendo one Mm. 
Nintendo was the family-friendly console. That's right. And then my house was not really a Sega house. I had a Sega Game Gear, oh, and I yeah. played Echo the Dolphin on it. Oh, yes! That. that game's great. But Sega kind of weirded me out. I didn't really have interest in a Dreamcast. I just was not a Sega. Sega just felt off and wrong to me in a few ways. <laughs> I, I can't quite explain it. I think the first Sonic game is fun, but Sonic is no Mario. You know, no, to me. Sonic is not a Mario. It's true. Sonic's got tude, though. Sonic's got attitude, and that's what that's what attracted me as somebody who like really loved the aesthetic of being a rebel, but was ultimately just like a like really nice boy, just like a nice child. I was very drawn to Sega. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, they like boogers. Toe Jam and Earl like oh, was yeah. the big thing. There was the Be- I had the Beavis and Butthead video game for Sega, which was. <laughs> So fun, <laughs> so stupid. Oh, I loved it. So, are so what kind of games generally do you like then, Kate? Um, I like strange games. Like if if the game is a little bit weird, I'm attracted to it. Um, I when I started playing games on like N64 and like Super Nintendo, those were like the blockbuster years. So you go to Blockbuster every weekend and you eventually rent every single game, no matter how bad it is, because you're like, well, I haven't played this one yet. Like I remember playing like Gex Enter the Gecko, which is a pretty good game. Like the mechanics are a bit clunky. And I, my favorite style is RPG. Like I played Super Mario RPG when it came out on the Super Nintendo. And I was like, games can be like this. (laughs) I was like, hooked and then i played final fantasy 7 when it came out and i was just like jrpgs but but you know some jrpgs are really confusing and boring and too hard but mm-hmm. i love rpgs mostly and like strategy games a little bit like final fantasy tactics um the past few games that i've played lately that i really enjoyed i played persona 5 mm-hmm. and i'm playing hades right now and my boyfriend danny is insanely into super smash brothers Mm. Me, not so much. It's hard. Super Smash Brothers is like, it's so difficult to be good at that game. Yeah. You have to there's... dedicate, like, practice hours to be good at it. Yeah. A lot of training and stuff like that. Haunted yeah, the Hades. All these YouTube videos on, like, how to play. I, uh, I, I've I lost a nice chunk of my life to Hades. That game is so fun. I really like it. I really like it. I'm probably, like... I just beat Meg. What's that? Oh, well, yeah. The Meg? The, the big shark? Yeah, I finally just killed her. No, she's like the sexy girl with the whip. She's honestly so hot, too. Her voice is just <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> she is honestly so hot. Her voice is just like, I don't know. I, You know, we played a game in this uh, bundle called uh, Cosplay Cafe, and it's a very titillating game, you know, <laughs> image-wise. But nothing turned me on as much as like her being like, Hey, Zagreus, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's just like, whoa. You loved it, yeah. I've played a lot of, in my, thinking about myself going through puberty and being sort of a young woman, sort of finding her sexuality or, or just becoming an adult. I've played so many Japanese, like, dating sims where, like, mm-hmm. I'm the dude and I'm, like, dating all these girls. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these girls are cute. How, how am I going to get them to like me? And it's, it's funny <laughs> like, a girl gamer and, like, I really had to find my path through the male a lot of male characters like when when Tomb Raider came out I remember it was like a really big deal because it was like a female a girl mm-hmm. of course it's a 
sexy, but I kind of liked that she was sexy. I mean, I feel like some people are like, oh, Laura Croft was too sexy. And I like how now with Laura Croft, she's almost like Doctor Who, where there's like all these different versions of her. Yeah. There are more athletic versions now, but like the original Laura Croft is perfect in my eyes. They're all perfect, but I love her. And she wasn't like, I mean, she looked sexy, but she was like an archaeologist. She was like an Indiana Jones type character. Well, and also like the original, like the first PlayStation one was like, she was just squares, right? Like she was just a series of cubes. And, yes. and we just sort of decided... It was like these are sexy cubes, and whereas like the Mario cubes, not sexy cubes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I beg to differ. You want to just fuck fucking... Mario? <laughs> yeah, I, Mario to me was always hotter than uh, Lara Croft, and he's not like some intellectual, you know. No, I, I I believe in the first term Tomb Raider in the first Term Raider. Oh my God, Term Raider! Uh, you could tar- you could like see the front of her, and she, I, I, hey. To me back then, you know, that's all I needed. Uh-huh. This is this this specific episode is like revealing how horny I am for video games in a way that we've managed to avoid the entire podcast length, but apparently it's always been a thing for me. The, the horniness is baked in, you know. Sure. So for if we're talking about uh horniness for FF7, were you uh Tifa or Aerith? Tifa. I'm like fully fully Tifa. I felt like Aerith's character was like weirdly like annoying like bratty i don't know something about Aerith rubbed me the wrong way she like she thinks she's like hot shit or something she's like too self-aware tifa was like focused on the mission <laughs> sort of the or i don't know Aerith was just like trying too hard a little bit i don't know i eric do you have a feeling about that? well okay so <laughs> i i just started playing final fantasy 7 like the original one over again When's the last time that you played it? The original one, I played it. They put it on the Apple Store, or like you could like play it as an app. I think I played it two years ago. Oh, okay. Did you play it all the way through? No, it like started to freeze. I think I was playing Uh, it on an iPad or something. I'm having memories of playing this on my iPad. Yeah, they like sold it in the App Store for like 17 bucks or something. Am I correct about that? I don't know. I don't, yeah. So I think. They have it on Game Pass right now, so for Xbox, which is how I'm playing way too many video games. I'm playing way too many video games. I feel like this week was one where I was just sort of like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, it, at the beginning of quarantine, it was like, this is fun. I can, like, kind of dive back into games again. And this week I was, I don't know, my wife is probably upset with me. Uh, she's just like, why? what are you doing this is so much time uh anyway um final fantasy 7 i loved it when i first played that game i was like oh this is like it blew my mind it had that same effect of like this is what video games can be like this is incredible but that um i think when i was in eighth grade Aries was like my go-to and now replaying it right now tifa is definitely like the height like Aries is like that very much like princessy kind of like almost disney sort of love interest sort of whereas Aries is like like new pixar <laughs> love interest right like she's like you know brave like the the movie brave kind of like it's just like like no nah, she's cool she gets shit done and in my brain, I'm like, how how could I have ever liked Aries? Like, who, what? 
who what was wrong with me as a 12 year old i named her so i named her after the girl that i had a crush on in eighth grade that's like, amazing the game and then she died and it was like terrible and, and then a high school friend came over to beat the game with me and they like t- talk about her in the game and like he looked at me like oh my god you like terror? <laughs> was embarrassing yeah what a reveal you got busted there i know i know <laughs> never did that again never changed a single character's name in a video game ever again every time a game asks me to name my character well lately in the past couple of years i named my character iced coffee <laughs> <laughs> i have a really hard time with that because i never know if i'm gonna i don't know i i don't want to name my, just give me the character a name like, I like, when, like yeah yeah, if it's a fantasy game, then I have to make up my own fantasy word for this character's name so I can be immersed in it. And uh, my cousin used the name Jarel, J-O-R-E-A-L, which is like a, a Superman thing, which I didn't realize, and I was using that for a while, and then, then I found that out and didn't like it anymore. <laughs> now I don't know what to do. What the fuck am I supposed to name a character? I was about uh, eight years ago, uh, I was drunk, and we were driving past a taco bell drive-thru while uh camille was telling me that you can tell your iphone to call you whatever you wanted it to and so i told my iphone to call me taco bell drive-thru and so for the past (laughs) eight years my phone (laughs) refers to me as taco bell drive-thru that is so funny weird technology thing hey there you go uh so where'd you go from playstation Hmm, PlayStation, what came after that? I think I played, I think I like, I played Final Fantasy VII. I took like a gaming break Mm -hmm. for a big chunk of my life because I think I just was busy doing things. I think I like started drinking. This is like my 20s. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) It, It sounds a lot cooler than it was. I feel like in my 20s I was like, Having a very typical, like, what am I going to do with my life? I guess I'll just drink with my friends and go see shows and, like, work mm-hmm. with any jobs. And, like, I wasn't gaming much. And then I got back into gaming when Skyrim came out. I played Dude, Skyrim. Yeah. And then Mass Effect is probably my favorite game of all time. I got so sucked into Mass Effect. I couldn't believe how fun and cool that game was. Well, I'm a big Bioware fan. I love Knights of the Old Republic. Not nah, haven't um, played it. Is, is Mass Effect? It's a first-person shooter, right? Or- yes, it's like an RPG. There are first-person shooter elements, but you also have sort of magical psychic abilities. It's a science fiction RPG. Alex, you, you played it, right? I have never played Mass Effect. I I know it's one of those games. It's a it's a that that um generation was my is my blind spot it's like the early 360 games and stuff like that because that was when mass effect was out right it's like a 360 sort of thing yes yeah. yeah i i the similar to you i basically skyrim i played that and then went out and bought a ps3 and a big screen tv i wasn't playing games before that at all and then that brought me back in, in a major major way but mass effect i mean everyone that's come after since people are like not as into as that first one was. I, I would like to play the first one. It seems really cool. It's awesome. Um, and then I, I remembered a game I forgot to tell you guys about. 
when I was little. So I played a lot of like weird educational games. Have you guys ever played <laughs> Mario is Missing? No, no, but I, I know of it. Yeah. Mario is Missing is a Luigi game and it's like Carmen Sandiego style. You answer questions about history and like cities around the world. And I remember being little and playing it and being like, this is so hard. And just <laughs> guessing at the answers because I was like too young. Like the questions were too hard. I, I, I ha just have all these memories of playing these games that weren't quite it. You know, it's yeah. like, what is this game? But you just play it for hours anyway. Mm -hmm. I think that like, it's funny because most of the time those educational games like if you're playing them you're probably too young for the education right like it's just sort of like yeah. uh if i was old if like there's no perfect age for an educational game in in like some ways right because it's just like well i'm if i can figure this out then like i'm on, i want to play like an actual fun video game right like but i'm only playing this educational game because i can't figure out how to play like an actual video game right now I'm, you know, at school or whatever, like just eight. Hey, I've never talked about this on the podcast before, but I feel like you might be someone who was into this genre of game as well. But there was a game called like Story Writer or something like that, where basically you would it like the it had like a ton of um, built in like sprites and backgrounds and things you could do to basically create like layouts and then beneath it you would type out the story of what was happening and then you could go to a new page and do a new thing at the end you could print out a whole book that would basically show everything did you ever fuck around with stuff like that no but i remember a game came out called rpg maker oh, cool. and i used to have a subscription to like uh nintendo power and egm no big deal and i feel like those magazines just panned that game they were like this game is too hard it's too ambitious you spend hours and hours, and then you make a really mediocre game. <laughs> Did you ever play one? Did you ever make one? Did you make an RPG? No, I never played it because the magazines warned me away from it. <laughs> it's a whole genre now. I think there's definitely some games in the bundle that are made with the current incarnations of RPG Maker. The wow. tools have continued to get more sophisticated and better, and now it's just, you know, same thing as like a game engine where you don't have to program stuff from scratch. There's already things that exist in there. But even in the bundle, actually, there's a lot of different, uh, like, you know, tool sets or, like, soundtracks, things that you can use to kind of enhance your RPG, whatever it might be. Um, there might even be an RPG maker itself in there. That would I, be a great one to pull. I also forgot to mention, I can't believe I forgot to say this, but I'm Please, very into No, no forgetting. You, you're mentioning now. I, I love the uh, horror genre. Resident Evil 2 is a landmark game for me. I played the living hell out of Resident Evil 2 and Silent Hill 1 and 2. Oh, Silent yeah. Hill is too scary. Like, <clears throat> I can't play Silent Hill 3 or beyond. It's I, I, I get too scared to play it. And the new Resident Evils and stuff, I watch people play. I, do, I watch Let's Plays of those. Yeah. I can't handle them. I've been playing sure. uh, Dead by Daylight with my friends. Have you? <laughs> it's so scary. It's like... My friends will be like, let's go. And I can handle like one or two of them because it's so intense. And like those horror games get my like heart pounding in a way that like other video games just don't. Like it triggers something back. The anxiety here. and dread and just sort of like being hunted. Oh, yeah. that And that first, those early Resident Evil games are intense. They're so intense. It's two, the one with the big guy. Yes, he follows you. He's Tyrant, I think is his name. Oh, 
scary name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too spooky. Have you guys ever seen? I have a friend. You know Tim Lanfear, right, Alex? He's gonna future guest on the pod. Oh, Tim Lanfear once was playing. He has a 3D. What is it called? VR. He was playing Five Nights at Freddy's VR. Oh, that game's so, so scary. Scared. He was sweating and shaking. And everyone in the chat was like, this game isn't scary. This game isn't scary. And I was like, okay, you put on the VR headset. <laughs> people would be like screaming. That game. Uh, Freddy's looks so scary. It's like yeah. Silent Hill for little kids. That game, I, I remember when it was like, I knew that game was a full-blown phenomenon because we were in Mexico at a wedding. And uh, they they had like a Five Nights at Freddy's ad, like for, like <laughs> the format, like advertising a party, but it was Five Nights at Freddy's. I was yeah. like, wow, this this these images have made it. They've crossed over. I Those remember get- seeing some Five Nights at Freddy's merch at GameStop, and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> when you first see it, you're like, what is this? And like little kids are going crazy for it. It is spooky. It's very spooky. Um, you're also okay. Talk to us a little bit about the Silent Hills game. PTs. Yes, the PT. Because I we all right. You go. You go first, and then we'll contribute what we know <laughs> about. Yeah, you go first. Silent Hill, really, really classic series. Um, invented or the master of Silent Hill was Kojima, Hideo Kojima, mm-hmm. classic game guy. So Hideo Kojima is sort of like the David Lynch of the video game world where he's like, I'm going to spend all the money and I'm not going to compromise anything and I'm going to make this game the best game it can be. And I think he butted heads with people at Konami because they were like, well, we want to make a profit. We don't want to just like make the best game ever, you know? So it's like artist versus the, what do they call them? The shell counters. What's a funny word for? Bean counters. Bean counters. Yeah. Shells, beans, jam. Um, so Kojima was making silent, a, a really ambitious new Silent Hill game with Giel, Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm, right. They were collaborating, and it was based on a movie called The House at the End of Time, which I've watched that movie. Is it spooky? It is. It's a spooky haunted house movie from South America. I can't remember what country it's from, but it's like a South American haunted house movie, mm-hmm. and it plays with it plays with time. Uh, it's a little boring. I will say the movie is not a great movie, but the story is interesting. I, I would re- recommend a watch if you love Silent Hills PT. But they released, so PT stands for Playable Trailer. It's just sort of a catchphrase or just a phrase commonly used. And he kind of sneakily uploaded it on the PlayStation Store. So people were like, what's this? Like, mystery behind it. Mm. And then you play this game that's insanely hard and, you know, totally oblique and abstract. And you don't realize it's Silent Hill unless you beat it. Mm. Of course, news of it spread like wildfire. So people knew what it was right away. But if you were just came across it and downloaded it and started Mm. playing it, you'd be like, what the is this? Can I swear? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and you know what? We hope you do. (laughs) What the frick is this game? Uh, um, what a swear. I didn't actually play PTs again. I just watched somebody play it. It is so scary. It's probably the scariest game I've ever seen. And some people have made games inspired by it, like Allison Road and um, the new Resident Evil 7. New. It's a couple of years old. But Resident Evil 7 kind of picked up the thread. But it's like a very atmospheric game. 
And the cool thing about Silent Hill PT is it takes place in a very suburban, normal house. <clears throat> and it makes a very normal setting very, very scary through, like, light and sound. So we played part of the bundle, which I highly recommend because I think you'll get a kick out of it. Is a game called Potato Thriller, which is oh a God. direct reference to this game, PT. And it's so wild, so bizarre. You're trying to catch this potato killer, and it's this, it's like very geometric and strange, and it's this person's first game, and it is this surrealist nightmare. Insane, it's, it's insane thing. So I, strange and so good. I think you'll get a kick yeah. out of it. It's also scary. Like the beginning, it's scary. It it becomes less scary as it goes on. But it's also sort of funny reveals. too and yeah. weird. It's cool. you'll dig it. Potato or you'll be like, what the fuck is this? Right? Like, but you'll you'll react to it. You will have a reaction. So, cool. Kate, we've covered like a, I think a lot of your favorite all time games and stuff like that. But are there yeah. any others we didn't mention that are just like for you the best games ever? Like the ones that you love to play or that you can come back to again and again? I literally flipped out over the final fantasy 7 remake final fantasy 7 mm. is probably one of my number top five games mm. i really like the remake a lot my only complaint well i probably have a couple complaints but i wanted to play it all the way through i'm kind of bummed that they're releasing it in parts right because i just wanted when i beat it i was like i just want to keep playing this game and i guess i understand why they're releasing it in parts but it's just kind of annoying but I thought that was so great. Mass Effect, favorite game. Um, I love weird games. There was like some, there's a game called um, Azure Dreams, A-Z-U-R-E, the color Azure Dreams. And it was like a tower Pokemon game dating sim. And you like dated the girls in the town and you went into a tower. It's very much like Hades, where you try and get as far up in the tower as you can before you die. And when you die, you, like, get reset back to the beginning. And when I was playing Hades, I was like, oh, this is, like, my weird game, Azure Dreams, which was very difficult and tedious <laughs> and not a good game that I played for hours. This game looks wild. Wait, yeah. Could you, could you date guys and girls, or was it just girls? I think there's one guy in the town that you can, like, flirt with. I love that. Yeah. This game looks kind of cool. I kind of want to play it. <laughs> I, I would recommend it. I mean, it is frustrating. It's supremely difficult. Like, every time you go into the tower, something can just kill you. And I think when you die, I think you have to use a, an item to escape the tower. Because I think if you die, you lose all your progress. Um, but it's really, it's really weird. That is so cool. Weird games. I like those, like... I like those games that don't quite work, but someone made it, made it and released it anyway. Oh, there, oh. there are tons, tons yeah, of those. Kate, yeah, <laughs> so many recommendations. That's essentially what this bundle is. There, there yeah. are so many. I mean, I think there's actually something really important to be kind of teased out there because we play a lot of games that aren't quite there yet or good, but it's because they are jam games. They're not complete games. But if someone actually creates a full game that is like bad and weird. I almost always still love it because <laughs> they'll like, it, they have like created something that although I don't love it, like I love that they created it and there is like something about it that I think is usually really, really cool. Um, mm -hmm. 
I am usually willing to let games speak on their own terms a little bit more uh, to me. Yeah, some, that and I'm a, so I'm a dickhead about it. I'm like, fuck this Eric. stupid shit. Um, okay, so we played two games this week, and we're supposed to play three, uh, so why don't we start with that third game that I could not get to work, and I don't think Kate could either. And neither could I. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fishfly Fever from Froach Club, a shooter rhythm game. Um, let me pull up the, uh, description. Fish flies are microscopic creatures that exist in the depth of planet Overling. They've been sent on an important mission to take out the deadly trio that has been terrorizing their home turf. Uh, spin left or right to attack planktons with your constant stream of bubbles you leave behind. I Okay, so I'm the only person who got this one to work, and uh, I actually didn't know that backstory. That backstory is great. Uh, this game is super fun. It's just like a cute little arcade style game where you're kind of just controlling you're you're controlling like the uh radial direction like the left and the right kind of direction and your bubbles blow up and they hit things and if you like me enjoy those like stupid little you know dick around games that you can kind of like end up sinking hours and hours and hours into then this is a great game for you if you can figure out how to play it it's an Eric Roth play. It looks it's got serious Borb the Burb vibes looking at it, the art style. Well, yeah, it's got Borb the Burb art style vibes, but it's like an actual playable arcadey kind of kind of game and you get power ups and that sort of stuff. Play it. I thought it was gonna be a fishing game. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's like it's like a um uh it's yeah, I don't it's what I like about it is it's like kind of like asteroids like it's playing in the same sort of like sandbox as asteroids in a lot of ways but um but it's just the trail of your bubbles that is like what hurts people which i think is actually it's like the inverse kind of an of asteroids right where asteroids you're shooting sort of directly in front of you and this is like about how do i make a trail so that something intersects with that and i think that that's kind of a fun conceit and I started playing it at first and I was like, yeah, this is fine. And then suddenly like an hour it was gone. And I was like, oh, okay. I like this game. Yeah. So, uh, That's Eric, it. are you a passer? Are you a passer? I'm a play. I'm a play for all three of us. Uh, you, the two of you absolutely liked it. Uh, great. <laughs> Very cool. Play, 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 play it. <laughs> all right. Next up, uh, unfortunately, or excuse me, UFO. Unfortunately Fortunate Orgasms from Reborn Studios, a 2D sci-fi. What? It's definitely not unfortunately fortunate orgasms. Did I say orgasms? (laughs) Oh man. This happened to me in in sixth grade one time and they made fun of me for two months. I'm having serious flashbacks right now. That you know that uh, organism, they're, it's they're so close. Okay, let me try it again. <laughs> UFO, unfortunately, fortunate orgasms. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we've had our fun. Okay, okay. UFO, unfortunately, fortunate orgasms. I did it again. Okay, UFO, unfortunately, fortunate organisms from Reborn Studios, a 2D sci-fi resource management action shooter. Description. 
UFO, unfortunately fortunate organisms is an alien resource management action game where you beam up humans using your spaceship and turn them into resources to upgrade your spaceship. In 30 days, the evil galactic warlord will complete his master weapon and wipe your race from the face of the galaxy. Can you upgrade your ship and defeat him or will he bring extinction to your race? Folks, this game was fucking hard. <laughs> this game is impossible. For yeah. me, impossible. I tried it like five times in a row and I was like, that's five times in a row. <laughs> These humans, this is not a Trump uh, America Earth that we're fighting here. This is a unified human humanity. They are uh, peaceful with each other, and they are ready to kill me, the alien. <laughs> so basically, you fly around this Earth uh, where there are, are uh, soldiers that are shooting at you, and also these towers that generate humans, and then also these sort of uh, little turrets that also shoot at you. Um and you're trying to beam up humans. You bring the humans back to a main area where you then uh, spend individual humans to unlock upgrades for the ship or for the map where you can go get like better uh, Earths or other like plants where you can then beam up more folks. Um, and then at the after you've done that 30 times, uh, you have to go fight a boss that is also insanely difficult. Right? <laughs> to, to, to Are you? Were you able to figure out how to beam up humans? Yes, I was. I, I was not. couldn't. I had no. How did you do it? Because I was like, mm -hmm. it's fun. Because at first I was playing it and I was just like shooting stuff, right? Like you could, you shot things and blew it up. And I was like, okay, that's how. And then that, I like re looked at the tutorial or whatever and it was like, beam humans up. And I just couldn't. I was never able to beam up a human. Um, on the website, there was um, sort of the instructions. I'll pull it up. It's just like a specific you, – uh, you hit like a specific – oh, maybe not. But I did figure it out somehow, and you, you hit this button. It activates the beam, and then you pull them up into you. The big thing is it takes a – like you die super fast starting out, yeah. you know? So what I eventually realized is that it, it, there's, a, it, there's a correlation. Basically, at the beginning, you have a super small hole. So you can only beam up five humans. So you pick up five humans, then get out of there as fast as possible and deposit them and then go back and forth doing that like a bunch until you can like earn more stuff on your ship. But the first time I played through, it took me uh, literally 15 tries before I could even like make it through without dying right away on the planet that it like by the time the bad guy was ready for me to beat, I got there and he just fucking smoked my ass so this is like Cuphead vibes. This is yeah. like play this level a hundred thousand times and learn the perfect choreography mm -hmm. to make it out, you know, by the skin of your teeth. I felt old as fucking dirt playing it too because I just kept on dying. And I was like, if I had better reflexes, <laughs> maybe I could avoid this, but this feels impossible to me. <laughs> and then, yeah, all the humans were like, ah, oh, old man. Like, you don't even know what TikTok is, old man. <laughs> I look. Uh, you, all you orgasms out there, come on, be nice. To me. <laughs> I have a big problem with um, that kind of radial um, direct, like the spin in it, yeah. right? Like, because you're moving in a spinning way, and it it makes me so sick so quick. Like that um, motion, just like my brain's like, no, I can handle like platformer side to side i can handle up and down but if you're trying to make me spin around in a circle like that we've this isn't the first one now that's made me dizzy and given me motion sickness <laughs> maybe i have a problem 
I can't I can't do like uh Yeah, your problem is you're old as fucking dirt. Uh, like me, I can't do those um like the Harry Potter world uh ride at Universal, like those uh three D rides, the ones that are just headset stuff. I don't know. I get I am old as dirt, aren't I? Mm-hmm. That shit sucks. Don't get old. Well, I'm young as a spring chicken. And I- <laughs> you know what I do like though? I like the um, the menu. The like, I really like the aesthetics of that spaceship. Kind of the cross section there. I think that that's cool. I wish I was able to figure out how to get humans. I was definitely like when I saw that, I was so bummed that I couldn't figure out how to actually beam up a single person into my ship because I wanted to like redistribute those humans around as. Yeah, it's kind of it, it was it there there are vibes about this that felt like very odd sort of like flash gamey sort of thing. Yeah, just totally. like the casual cruelty with which you mm. dispense of human life mm-hmm. was felt to me like a very new groundsy kind of thing of like, oh, does this offend you that we're killing humans to power <laughs> your spaceship? Which I, I really enjoyed and appreciated. Um I after uh, so I made it to the boss and then actually was able to get through quite a bit of the boss fight by basically cheesing with just like flying around as fast as possible and clicking as much as possible to like sort of do it. I made it to like the final incarnation of the boss and then that requires you to stop flying around and actually like do a little work one-on-one and it was impossible. I couldn't do it. It was impossible. Yeah, this is a style of game for, like, detention hall or, like, anytime you need to kill a lot of time. Yeah, totally. And then, like, you play it with your friends and you talk to your friends. You're like, how far did you get? How far did you get? And it's kind of like, you know, a, a competitive type game where it's, like, every, it's hard for everybody and you all try and, like, you try to outbeat each other on how far you can get. I love that idea. This feels like a game to play when you are stuck somewhere. That's a very <laughs> yeah, good game. Yeah, you're like, okay. I'm going to beat you uh, unfortunate orgasms today. <laughs> hey, man, I, I've never had an unfortunate orgasm, so I'm not sure what any of you are talking about. <laughs> Alex is dancing, and he's got hands in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm having a good time. Um, I mean, there's not much else to be said about this game. It's uh, pretty bare bones in terms of like what you're doing in it. Um, and feels a little thrown together, but in a fun kind of way. Uh, so why don't we get into if we're a pass or play on it? Uh, Kate, why don't we start with you? Uh, for the casual gamer, they should pass. If you're a keyboard warrior or if you're in detention hall for a few hours, please play. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think I'm also a pass on this one just because the uh, the spinning, the spinning. I don't don't make me spin like that, and it's too hard. And I really wanted to, like, play the game and uh, had too hard of a time actually making any progress in it. Um, Although, yeah, but I think you're right. If you are a keyboard warrior or you're stuck in detention hall, then absolutely play this game. I think keyboard warriors should definitely apply. Yeah. (laughs) How about you, Hanit? Um, I'm a pass also. I just, it was so fucking hard and it made me feel old in a way that I did not appreciate. Uh, I felt targeted. And the way you guys laughed at me when I said orgasms did not endear me to this game anymore. This game bullied you, Alex. Yeah, this game bullied me. Um, So I'm a pass also. Uh, 
that said, if you are a keyboard warrior and you, and you want to play something that's really fucking hard, this is a cool game to check out, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you could get a lot out of it. Also, but... if you like it's spinning, if you're, like, really into being inside of, a, like, a laundry machine, and that's, like, it ain't for me. your vibe, you like going around and mm-hmm. around in a circle like that, then have a blast. But here's the deal. That's three passes, which means we are three mushrooms short of a risotto. <laughs> three mushrooms short of a risotto. <laughs> And I was going to say, you can put a feather in your cap if you beat this game. There you go. Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, so from now on, Kate, whenever some, we play a really tough game, that will be the audio we play. Is you, you can put a feather in your cap if you beat this game. That's right. <laughs> um, I really love that distinction. Uh, okay, moving on to the next game, which I figure will take up the meat of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Here. Um, this is a game called Verdant Skies by Howling Moon Software. A non-violent, relationship-driven, story-rich role-playing game with character customization, crafting, dating sim elements, fishing, and life simulation. Description, Verdant Skies is a life simulation game born from a love of games like Harvest Moon and a desire to create something unique with modern gameplay and deep storytelling. Lose yourself in the lovingly hand-painted alien world of Veritas Prime. Ensure the success of the colony as you make friends and pursue romance with a diverse cast of characters. Demonstrate your mastery of the farming system by creating the perfect crop hybrid using genetic splicing machine or spend your days painting and making pottery. The possibilities are endless. Folks, what did we think? Oh boy. I sunk about 20 hours into this game over like three days. It was a lot. I was definitely playing... Uh, while at work and definitely missed a phone call or two. <laughs> like I got missing crops. I was busy. There was so much watering that I had to be doing. I had a uh, lot of watering, a lot of planting. With this game, I so I'm not, I'm not usually drawn to like this type or vibe of like the farming sim um what's the one you were really into, Alex? Oh, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Like this it like there's there's not enough kind it's it's weird, right? Because there's a lot of things there to do, but there's not enough of that like conflict or whatever. Like there's not enough immediate tension to usually like draw me in, but this one I don't know what it I don't know what it was. I just sort of because they, they put it in space for you. So you're like space farm. Uh, I'm on board. Space farm. <laughs> cool uh how about you kate i found this game to be it had the feeling of a learning game i really was like i feel like i again i'm in school and i'm playing a learning game and i found the game to be extremely clunky i had to like figure a lot of stuff out on my own like the characters explained a little bit to me but they leave out a lot so i was frustrated with this game and i was like what the hell this game is stupid but it is the style of game where I've heard this explained to me before. There are certain games where there's no natural ending point. So in order to stop playing, you have to divorce yourself from the game. You have to be the bigger person and be like, I'm stopping now, even though I could keep going. So even though I found this game clunky and a learning game, and I also the whole entire time was like, I would rather be playing Harvest Moon. I would rather be playing Animal Crossing. Why would anyone play this game when we have Animal Crossing? <laughs> I still, after I got over, like, I think an hour, I was like, all right, I'm in, let's go. I'm going <laughs> to And I, like, wanted to prove, I wanted to, like, I, I started getting, like, reward ding-dings. Yeah. And I was like, let's go. I built, I spliced a, a seed. 
And this game feels so weird because I feel like it's so underbaked. Like, I feel like with a game like this, it's not really the best gameplay, and you are competing with, like, Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon and Stardew. So if you do want people to play this game, your writing better be good. I feel like this is a great opportunity to have, like, weird characters and really funny, bizarre writing. Like in, um, what is that RPG, that Super Nintendo RPG? Earthbound? I feel like people love Earthbound because it was so special and specific and funny. And this game, all the characters were so just bland. I didn't like anybody. I was like, I don't want to date any of you. (laughs) It was funny to me because I'm like, there are so many parts of this game that are underdeveloped, except every character is like gender fluid and polyamorous. And I was like, someone really put a lot of time into the dating aspect of this game. Yeah. (laughs) this, this character goes by they, them. They will be in a polyamorous re- relationship. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm not even having fun farming. I don't want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. Someone, like, We're going to make this like a really cool, like, you know, you don't have to choose a gender when you start. All of those things are cool. But I'm like, you guys focused way too much on like the dating part of this game. What do you think, Alex? I had a feeling when I started to play this of like, so I was massively into Stardew Valley a couple of years ago. When I got my Switch, I got the, I downloaded that game, and I also got Breath of the Wild. Played a lot of Breath of the Wild, put that away, and was like, wow, what an amazing game. Picked up Stardew, loved it, but I had to stop playing it because I was getting stressed out. Because I built a farm that was a little too big to be able to manage in the course of a day unless I got up right away and then started managing the farm right away like as much as possible and starting to play this game i got a lot of the warning signs in my head of like hey alex you have to be careful with these kind of games (laughs) if you don't you will lose a nice big chunk of your life to it so i was i i held it at arm's distance Mm. for a long time uh i was i played it for an evening probably about three four hours Enjoyed myself fine. Saw the kind of mechanics that were going on like down the road potentially for what you're supposed to do. I was able to make uh, quite a few developments and changes without them having to prompt me because I figured like, oh, this is similar to that mechanic there. And like, I, I sort of got this game. Um, I did. I, uh, I I will probably return to it to like explore a little more about this thing uh, because it, it it felt interesting even though I resisted the urge to let it grab me quite a bit um Mm -hmm. and having said that it is like a very competently delivered version of this thing um i would have loved for it to be a little more bizarre like you're saying yeah more specific and special yeah i think i don't know what it was i think the like the reward system the like blinky blippy reward system like whatever it was it just sort of like tapped in to my um nervous system like correctly right where i was like i think i agree with you kate like the distances between your farms are a little bit too far right like there's just there are some things that are a little underbaked but like i wanted to make i wanted to grow these like the best crops and i wanted to splice the best seeds um and like yeah i think these like these games where you're like the farming simulator type game, right? Where you're trying to develop this technology and the technology basically just makes it so that your um, 
you play the game less yeah kind of yeah so yeah. it's like oh i know how yeah. to like water these crops and actually yeah, like exactly. watering these crops is kind of boring like m let me get like a automatic sprinkler right but like but i still want to like collect these crops and stuff like that and then also like <laughs> as far as the dating sim goes like i got really into that uh, the woman who was kind of like there up top and she was like really bossy and she was so, bossy. so mean and like so I was so, like straight up had to be like what is like wrong with me that like this person is doing it for me and then like Rosie who's like you know she's like the like cool blind engineer right who's and and, and i was like mm, friend zone rosie like it's just me and jade and then there's like a scottish woman that showed up and i was like okay wait it's actually her like <laughs> what did she do she was into um god what she oh she taught you animal husbandry she got you oh. like she started the like the animal farming aspect uh of it and um is she polly I don't know. I didn't ask her that. I need to. I need to check back in. This character who like Polly or monogamous? Did you know that? I don't know which one was Polly. Do you? Do you... I don't know. I was like on the descriptions, or maybe I looked up. Oh, the... you know what? It, I'm sure. Like there was a dude who's like there. I can. I just like thinking about them and how they were acting. Like I could probably tell who <laughs> was Polly. <laughs> <laughs> like the like weird investor like tech dude and then there was also this like artist guy who had his friend who was a jazz singer i don't know this game is so weird it's yeah, that tech dude was as far as i made it when that happened when he showed up it was like okay so basically you know everything we're gonna unlock a new component of a farm that makes sense i sort of saw the path ahead of me and and got a sense of what it would be and was just like I don't know, man. I, there, there's like, I, I can't, I can't sink the kind of time into doing this right now. Maybe <laughs> I, I'll probably go back and do it again. Eric, I have a question for you. Uh -huh. With those other, because Kate, I had a very similar reaction of like, oh, you know, I'll pro I could probably just play Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing. Yeah. You know, scratch this itch a little bit. Do you think, Eric, because you had to play this, you know, you've avoided those other games because it's like, yeah, that doesn't sound good to me. But because you had to play it, it drew you in in a way that those other ones may have also had you been compelled to play them the same way? Mm -hmm. Probably. I mean, I think like the, all these, all of these types of games are basically just like, um, yeah, it's just like, it's like serotonin right thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the mobile game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not like, yeah. What is the game? Like, what is the actual game aspect? I guess in this, it's the it is the dating sim. Like, you're right that they put a lot of time and energy into the dating sim aspect of it, and I think like that's probably the most gamey part of this. Like, just choosing who you're going to pursue like actual interactive relationships with. Um, because yeah, Kate, like, what is what is the actual game in a thing like this? Hey, did you make it far enough to pursue a relationship with with someone? Did you like decide if you wanted to court someone or anything like that? I didn't make it that far, but I, I went online and I looked at everyone you could get in a relationship with. And I think if I had to pick somebody, I think Jade has a brother and he's like ex-military, but he got injured. Yeah. So he's like, I was, I was like, I would pick him. <laughs> <laughs> I like the tough guy with the heart of gold, so I can kind of like wear him down and sort of like make him fall in love like what is this feeling love i love you <laughs> <laughs> we're 
we're in schools. Like, we don't have time. <laughs> he's mean, too. He's like, he's coming up to you and he's like, are you breaking any laws? Did you, like, who, who snuck into the, like, the harvest batch and stole some stuff? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think the two things that piss me off the most about this game, I hate how you, how you, you had to hang up the water thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any time? walk away with the water thing in my hand you run out of energy way too fast yeah oh well you gotta i mean you start cooking foods and stuff and then you and then you're like eating that foods the food gives you a lot of energy the food gives you a lot of energy you could also just make a refrigerator and then carry the refrigerator along with you and put it down and get into the refrigerator whenever you want there's some weird there's some like I was bummed that I couldn't expand my seed. Like the seed um, bin was too limited. I wanted to do all sorts of splicing and stuff like that, but I had I was limited to like I think four by four, right? As far as seeds went. But man, I spent so much time in this game. That's great, dude. I'm so glad. Are you sure? I don't know. Yeah, yeah but I never. I've never. Like I haven't done Animal Crossing. I haven't done Stardew Valley. Well, I it's so interesting, Kate, to hear you hear about the hose thing because you're right. That is like the dating sim portion in this. It, it kind of took like a visual novel approach to a dating sim and, and mapped it over the sort of like farm simulator. You know, like that's like kind of the conceit here and set in space. Interestingly, yeah. Uh, so there is like scrap you have to harvest and stuff like that to be able to do stuff. Um, but the water thing I found very novel at first, like, oh, this is different. This is something I haven't experienced that before. And then also, yes, became very annoying as I tried to walk away with it every time. Yeah, you're like, ah! <laughs> um, but, uh, I, uh, enjoyed this game ultimately. I mean, I, I kind of want to get Eric, how, did you, could you, can you, when you like, in terms of like courting someone can you get like physical with i don't know i'd actually never other than like approaching people while they were trying to go to sleep and they'd be like why are you in my room i accidentally did that i accidentally went into somebody's house and they were like whoa uh, i think you're nice but i like to sleep alone i only became like really good friends with people i never actually so there's a point there is like an end game that kind of got triggered it felt like arbitrarily for me after you do because you go summer and then there's a five summer is 25 days and then there's a five day solstice and so after two solstices some kind of like end game triggered where we went and uh the jazz singer like sang for everybody kind of but like it was fine uh the animation was minimal there was also a point i don't know if any of you no, it doesn't sound like any of you did yoga. <laughs> so yoga was just sort of like, you stand facing forward, you turn sideways, you forward, sideways. And then it was like, fade to black. And I was like, wow, that was great yoga. The the med person is really like holistic. She's cool. Uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, I... Eric, what I would say is I, I would recommend you checking out Stardew Valley. I don't know. I think you might really like it. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. So I just well, anyway, we can we can move on. There's like something weird, right? Where where your brain is just like when it's giving you these like little pinks and blings, and you're like, ah, I like this. Oh, I've talked at length about this. It's like it these programmers, especially like World of Warcraft and stuff like that. You, it's like literally a donkey with a carrot. It's like mm-hmm. you just keep getting these little rewards, and then you see exactly what you need to do to get the next reward. 
and it's just a little bit more and it's just a little bit more and there's no natural stopping point yeah well i just so uh my buddies this week got into apex legends and i downloaded it and i've been playing that and it's like one of those um battle royale kind of games where you're looting a bunch up top and then like you know first person shooter interact with groups of people or whatever so it's like mostly like 10 minutes of like looting and getting better different loot and then like if you can survive a gunfight good for you and if not then like you're back in the lobby and you're gonna go do it again but like when people are good at making those like weird kind of like serotonin hits like good for you i'm hooked like i'm so we just watched the man with the golden arm like (laughs) i don't like it's about a Frank Sinatra is a junkie, <laughs> and I'm like, that's me with like these weird like video game things. And I think Hana, you're a real big enabler as far as <laughs> hey, it's not like I downloaded Civilization uh, Five, played for uh, 48 hours nonstop, and then had to delete it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I clearly don't have a problem. <laughs> well, here's what I will say. My favorite part of this game, the fishing. And I know the fishing was simple, but I love a yeah. fishing mini game. Yeah. Have any of you played Breath of Fire 3? No. Uh, no. Breath of Fire 3 RPG for Super Nintendo? I can't remember. But it has a fishing mini game, which is so fun. There's a lot of games with fishing mini games. Fishing. <laughs> Breath, of, Breath of Fire 3 was the Capcom uh, sort of RPG. That was like yeah. their big property. Yeah, I played, I played the, I played the that first one. Game. Yeah. The music in that game is so good. It the first one of those games is really interesting. It just feels like I don't know, it, it's it's like this weird like in between between like you know, like Final Fantasy like the original and then like Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy 3 or something like that. Totally. You know where it, it's like there's not there's story there but not quite, but there's like a bigger more expansive world and the art and music is a lot better than these other things, but it's just—it's not quite all there, but that—that that was a fun fucking game, and there was a lot you could do in there. Yeah, and the enemies are really fun to fight. It's like the mm-hmm. fight—it's like turn-based, kind of boring fighting, kind of outdated mm-hmm. at this point. But the enemy animations are so cool, and then mm-hmm. like I love the whole thing about like learning spells and like using the different elements against certain enemies. I like RPG fighting structure like that. Yeah. Okay, so. Final thoughts on Verdant Skies, pass or play. Why don't we start with you, Kate? Hard pass. Pick up Mass Effect. Pick up Animal Crossing. Pick up Harvest Moon. Hell, Stardew Valley. I haven't played it. Unfortunately, this game is half cooked. I think there's so many better options out there that you could be sinking your time into. And these games are not good. They are very addictive. So be careful. Um, to me i am a play i think these kind of games are fun and weird and i like to see a new take on it pick it up uh if you're a fan of the genre you'll probably get a little bit out of it you know to sort of just see a direction it went in i i liked a lot of the innovations they make i as much as the water hose annoyed me i did kind of like it to be totally honest um it's a small map there's certain things happening i'll probably go back and take some more time into it Uh, i'm a play eric yeah i am um yeah and definitely a play but i feel like a play in that way where i almost feel like my brain was tricked like i you know i am like feeling like i was maybe a zombie or something like i don't know where that time went um 
Oh man, it was great. It's so fun. It's like you the dating sim aspect. It's so silly. What a stu Oh man. It it's just like the the plants are weird cuz it's in space. You know what I mean? Like you're but they're also like it's also like really normal. It's this like weird thing of being like super strange and super normal at the exact same time and it just it did it for me. I was hooked. It's a play. It's it's a farming sim that got me to maybe Maybe I've found a new genre of game that I like. Maybe I've never liked any of the video games that I've ever played before. <laughs> brainwashed and confused, you need to delete this game off your computer, right? <laughs> yeah, Kate's worried about you, and I am just happy. I'm trying to, to have 100% Verdant Skies. There's, there's expansion packs, there's mods for it. You can get a hotel at the end of it. I don't know. There's... It's silly. It's a good game. It's not a good game, but it's great. It's like a good. It's good. It's I am brainwashed. <laughs> well, at that brainwashing, uh, that's the end of the pod. Actually, believe it or not, God, Kate, we got in and out. That was so much fun to chat with you. Really uh, fun, you guys. I love talking video games, and I love playing them as well. Where can people find you online? And anything going on you want to plug? Yeah, right now I have my own Twitch stream. Uh, I do a Sunday night show um, where I interview different people. It's called the California Boring Show. And basically it's an interview show where we talk about really niche interests with people. So we talk about stuff that means a lot to them. Tonight my guest, for example, is Kelly Cooper. She's a New York comedian. And we're going to talk about um, her favorite Ben Stiller moments. (laughs) And we're going to talk about being raised Catholic. Um, And we do mukbangs in the show so we like eat snacks um and that's every sunday night on twitch and i am also streaming games on twitch but that is a little bit more just subscribe to my channel then you'll know when i'm playing what's and your channel where can people yeah what's your channel uh, it is california underscore boring underscore show great sweet well kate thank you so much for taking the time this was an absolute blast yes thanks it was really fun we'll have to have yeah. you back on sometime I would love to come back on. I would love to play more games. Um, Let's play a fishing. One of them should be a fishing game. (laughs) That was great. Oh, Alex, I think that you and I are getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, What a fun episode. Kate is a delight. Um, What's uh, who's next? Next guest is Mike Winans, an old friend of mine from college days and a podcaster in his own right. Uh, his podcast is called For or Against. It's a weekly roundtable discussion with some old friends deciding if they are for or against things. Cool. Uh, we shared them out previously um, because they, Mike plugged us on his podcast. So if you're a for or against listener who's stuck with us, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> let's check out the games. <laughs> Okay, the first game is Last Word, an adventure puzzle visual novel JRPG by Merlin Dizzy. Uh cool. The next game is Overland, a strategy game. It's always something else, but like it's always a bunch of different modifiers. But this is simply a strategy game from cool. Finji, Heather Penn, and Adam Saltzman. And finally, Cannon Father, a 2D casual pirate survival action pixel art game from cool. Two Scoop Studio. That's all sounds uh, great. Yeah, I'm really excited to play all three of these games. These sound awesome. 
That is it. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us a review there. Uh, we're across the podcast diverse um, Spotify, iHeartMedia, probably not Pandora, but other places. Um, we're on. Uh, should we do start putting out cassettes of each episode? I mean, you you have a zine, so it's it's only a matter of time. You know, I, I think I gotta get it to the cassette market. We're on Kazaa. If you uh, download <laughs> Kazaa, but like we're bundled together with a bunch of viruses. Yeah, it's actually pretty dangerous. But, but you can also play the game where you like um, like punch Rudy Giuliani or something like that in the same bundle. Oh, is that a is that a thing? Do you remember they used to have those that like that would be the pop up ads where it'd be like punch Rudy Giuliani oh, three yeah. times. <laughs> I the do web, remember those. I would the old, the I old remember internet. Them yeah, of course, of course. Oh yeah, let's go for it. And then you just click on some sort of a thing that's just like we downloaded a virus. You have a virus um, now. I get way less viruses now than movies. I used to, which I love. You get fewer viruses than you used to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are we done? Um, we gotta be. Uh, uh, have a great day tomorrow, Eric. And, you too, Alex. Um, a great rest of your life. Uh, and <laughs> I love you. I love our listeners. And, uh, love uh, we'll, you too. we'll talk soon. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. We love you. Bye. song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email BundleBuddiesPodcast at gmail.com to say hi. 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 <laughs>